Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Leadership Podcast, the podcast where we talk to people who are good at what they do to inspire leaders to get better. Folks, my name is Jared Hogan. I'm flying solo today. Uh, Roman is not going to be on the mic today. It is unfortunate, uh, but we've got a great episode for you. And before we get to that episode, of course, today is brought to you by creativesheep.org. Uh, you can find all of your custom and pre-made video and graphic design needs over at creativesheep.org. Make sure you swing over there and check it out today. We've got sermon illustrations, series packs, invites, countdowns, you name it, we've got it. Swing over to creativesheep.org. Org for more information and check it out right there. Folks, this is episode 65, episode 65 of the Leadership Podcast. And folks, we've got a great interview for you today. I'm joined with a good friend of mine. Uh, Kenneth Weston has, is joining us on the show today. Uh, Kenneth is someone that I have known for over a decade and uh, just a great, great friend. Kenneth, Kenneth and I have worked together in a few different settings, uh, most recently at Church on the Move in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, Kenneth actually uh, moved out to Colorado and is on staff at a church out in Colorado. Uh, but today what we're talking about is, uh, is your personal walk with Jesus. And th- this is something that, that I love to talk about, and this is something that I actually got to see firsthand in Kenneth, that, that something really began to change in him. He's been a Christian for a very, very long time, but his pursuit of his relationship with Jesus really began to change about three years ago. And it was something that I was able to see firsthand. And, uh, and, and in fact, there was even one question he was telling me a couple of years ago that really helped change his walk with Christ. And so I uh, just wanted to have a conversation about that. You know, I think on, on these kinds of podcasts, we talk about a lot about leadership and, and taking action and taking charge and getting from A to B, and, and that's all important. Uh, but, but none of it really matters unless our relationship with Christ isn't where it should be, or is where it should be, rather. And so uh, we we really dive into this. Kenneth talks about some of the practices that he uses in his relationship with God, and you know it's it's actually quite simple, <laughs> which is which is pretty amazing. But and I don't want to give too much away here. But so I think without further ado, let's get to my conversation today with Kenneth Weston. Well, Kenneth, I am absolutely honored to have you on the show. We've been we've been friends now for. Oh gosh, like fifteen years? Is that right? Oh, we go we go way back. I don't even know how long. <laughs> I, I feel so old. Our, I think our our friendship may have started on like the basketball court. You you are. Oh yeah, probably. Or actually, you were dancing. I think. Oh, and, uh, at, at the youth group, you you used to be a dancer. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, and I, and then and then uh, we just got we just met, and then the rest was history. Yes, yes, uh, and you know, Kenneth, I I just I have to say up front here. You have got to be one of the the most loyal people I know. You and Romulus oh, Gregory, you. you and Romulus Gregory are probably <laughs> seriously. You are two of the most loyal dudes I've ever met in my entire life. Um, and uh, that's, thank you very much. That's, that's, that's absolutely. I like that. And you know, I'm so excited to have you here today, uh, just because I've been able to observe you over the past three years. We. You moved away and I moved away. So we've been apart now for, that sounds so weird, but we've been apart now for, I don't know, six or eight <laughs> months, something along those lines, maybe maybe going on a yep. year now. Um, you're living in Colorado now. I'm out in New England. And uh, 
But but you know, we we got to work together for very closely for two years prior to the two of us yep. moving. And um, I I saw a transformation in you that w- was nothing short of, dare I say, a miracle. Um, and the work hmm. that God has done in your life, it, it's amazing. And and th- I, that's why I'm so excited to have you on the show today is to talk about this. But before we get to that, I feel like we got to give people some context here, Kenneth. So um, if you would just just take us on the journey here, real quick of kind of what what you're doing now, how you got there, your upbringing, that kind of thing. Okay, so. Uh, my story is probably similar to a lot of people in church. I grew up, you know, as a, a church kid, you know, I was always in church. That's just what we did. Our family always went to church, um, got saved when I was little, got baptized when I was little, barely even remember it. Just, you know, it's just what we did. We follow God and, and we, we help in church, we serve and all these things. And uh, I have a pretty big family. Um, so I have three sisters and a brother. Uh, we, we sang together. Uh, we, we, we can all sing. And so we all sang together. We even started doing like concerts and stuff. And so just, it was just all about, um, the ministry basically growing up. And, uh, I got, you know, I got, got out of high school and everything, but I stayed in church. Uh, we, we moved, we, I was born in Texas, but we moved to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa was where I spent probably most of the, most of my life and, uh, got hooked up, um, with a fantastic church there. Um, awesome church, great pastor. And a funny thing is the the pastor that was at the church, uh, in Tulsa, we was my, I considered him my pastor when I was a kid in Texas, because I would watch him on TV. He had a kid's t- uh, kid TV show that he, that he taught the word. And, uh, and so I watched him growing up. So I've always considered him my pastor. And so it was cool to be going to that church. Uh, you know, just got involved, started singing and leading worship and helping with the kids and just, you know, just whatever we could do. Um, and then I got married, um, in, in 2005 and, uh, to an awesome, beautiful woman named Andrea. And we have three kids now. Um, we, I worked at church uh, at that church for nine years and then, um, God, God asked us to leave. Uh, so it was kind of it was a big deal for us because I, you know, I, I'd never been anywhere besides Texas and Tulsa. And so it was a big move for us. And, and I'm, I'm kind of a careful guy when it comes to that kind of thing. So, but we did, we, we moved and we came out here to Colorado. And so I'm actually staring at the mountains right now, which is awesome. (laughs) Um, as we're talking. Um, and so we came to Colorado, Colorado Springs and, uh, I, uh, you know, we didn't really know exactly what was going to happen. Um, but we were just following God and, and, and then I got hooked up pretty soon, uh, just a couple months after we moved here, I got hooked up with a, a church here. Um, and they asked me to, they, they, they heard about what I did for nine years. I was a, a kid's pastor and a flash worship pastor. And so they asked me to apply for a position here at the church. And so I'm actually working now at a church here in Colorado Springs. I'm the elementary, uh, first through fourth grade pastor. So I get to, I get to teach the kids and teach them the word, which is awesome. So it's a, it's been quite an exciting journey, but here we are. I love that you, you just summed up the last 34 years in like two and a half minutes. Um, It's my, my, the funny thing is, you know, a lot of people have crazy stories. (laughs) Like, wow, that, that's not my story. (laughs) Um, It was kind of, it's actually been kind of boring. Um, you know, the, the child and everything, but, but it's, you know, I'd, I'd rather that than had gone through 
hell and back, you know? So, <laughs> um, so it's, it's been really good. Um, that I will say, I will put this one thing in here because this has been a huge part of our story, of my story. Uh, in 2010, my second son was born and his name is Leo and he was born with muscular dystrophy, like a, some form of muscular dystrophy. They, they really just can't even, they still don't know what it is exactly, but they've linked it to muscular dystrophy. Um, so that in 2010, that was a turning point for us, for, for me and for me personally, and my, me and my wife, that was a turning point. And that's kind of started everything, you know, the, the last, what, seven years, uh, the journey we've been on. Wow. So, and, and we'll definitely get to that, but I, I've got to jump back in on a couple, just a couple things here, because you, you say you had kind of a boring story. Um, well, it, it, the, the family group that you were a part of traveled around, like you said, doing <laughs> concerts in a group that you all had formed called Slide. And yeah. you guys were pretty popular, if I'm not mistaken. We, in, in, in Northeast Texas <laughs> and parts of Oklahoma. <laughs> uh, <that's laughs> so awesome. if you can call that pretty popular. Um, so, um, and, and your mom actually still has some of the cassette tapes of Oh, she Slide. has everything. T-shirts, <laughs> T-shirts, I mean, videos. It's, and she pulls them out from time to time just to embarrass us and, and it works. <laughs> it's, a, it's a, just amazing. And, and, and an insanely talented musical family that you come from. Um, you yeah, guys, I, was bl- I was blessed. Yeah, it's it's just insane. And then again, you say boring, but yet you played college basketball. Um, you've got yep. a killer three point shot, and not only were you a a a pastor and worship pastor at Church on the Move, you are the voice of many of the songs of Kids on the Move, which was the children's minute or is the children's ministry of Church on the Move. Um, yeah, that was that was one of the coolest things I got to be a part of is is writing those songs and. Hearing, we, my wife had, my wife had a friend in the Czech Republic. Um, actually, I think that's what it's called now. Um, she, she wrote her on Facebook and said they were doing some of our kids on the move songs and, wow. and out there. I'm, I'm just like, really? Wow, that's. I mean, that's very humbling when you think we just wrote some songs and then now kids <laughs> all over the all over the world literally are are worshiping to them. So right, that's, it, that's pretty special. It's so crazy. I w- in fact, just a few weeks ago, I was speaking at a camp in Omaha, Nebraska, and there you are. Like you're you're everywhere. <laughs> you're everywhere. Um, it, yeah, it, just leading worship on video. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, we we use it out here in New England. I, I'm serious. Like. You're all over, all over the world. And folks, in fact, we'll, we'll link to this in the show notes. You can go to leadershippodcast.com. Um, we'll have this link. You can go to, it's also at seeds.churchonthemove.com. You can get all this music for free um, and hear Kenneth's beautiful voice uh, singing many of these songs, even leading some of the dance, uh, how, how the dance motions go. Kenneth will lead you through that. So you can check that out. Yeah, I, yeah, just. Just uh, know that I'm not the greatest answer, but I I, I did my best. <laughs> uh, well, and I just have to believe that it all stems back to slide. That that's where your killer dancing skills came from. That's so, where it all came. Yep, that's where it started. So you say that the journey started with with your son Leo when he was born in in 2010. Um, with you said this this form, and and if I'm not mistaken, they still don't even know what it is uh, of muscular dystrophy. It kind of started this journey, but really kicked into a new level about three years ago. Um, yeah. so what, what was it? I, I feel like we kind of defined a little bit of the why, 
But even still, that the journey started about three years ago in in a new gear where your son was born almost seven years ago. And so, yep. what what was it that really spurred this journey of pursuing Jesus in a way that you never had before? Man, that oh wow, that's it was. You know, God is amazing. He's a father, and I was I was born again. I was His son, but I didn't know it. I mean, I I knew I was a Christian, but that was about it. It kind of stopped there. I'd never really pursued God um, growing up. And even though I knew the Bible and I was taught great, had great teaching, um, I never really personally pursued Jesus uh, and my relationship with him. And so it took it took something drastic in my life. And I'm and I'll be the first to say that some people believe that God causes those things. And that is incorrect. Um, It was it was the enemy attacking us. But it but. God was always drawing me, um, to him. And it took something drastic for me to actually go there and see it and, and be vulnerable, honestly, to, to, and be truthful and honest with myself to what is, where am I at with God? What, like, where and do I really know him? And, and so what happened is, um, we started, I started really getting into the words. So you asked the question, what three years ago, what was kind of the catalyst for this? The, the word of God was, is, is my first answer because I, I started diving into the word, um, beyond the devotion and, you know, just reading a scripture now and then it, or memory, even memorizing scripture, I dove into the word, but I dove into the word to, um, to let it show me the truth. I think before I had taken what I thought was the truth and taken it to the word and made, made the word kind of say what I wanted it to say to a degree. And this time I, I it was about three years ago. I just kind of got on my face before God. And I was just like, okay, God, I'm diving into this word, but, but I'm coming without any preconceived notions or anything. I believe this is truth. And I want you to show me, I want you to show me you. I, I don't want to just know the word. I want to know you, but I know you're in the word. And so, so I just dove into the word and I started seeing things that I'd never seen before. It's amazing when you just ask God to show you how he wants to, he's there. And of course he will show you. And, uh, he started, man, things started popping out to me that I'd never seen before. And especially things about Jesus. That's where it started, started in the word, in my bedroom. Um, just me being open to, to God. And and create actually developing a relationship with him. You know, I think it's so funny because and and I'll 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 uh, rag on myself here in a second too. But it's funny how like the guy that wrote the book knows something about the book that that prayer right. <laughs> of that prayer of God, I want to know you. I'm not I'm I'm setting everything I know aside, and I want I want you to show me something today. It's such a big deal. And uh, I remember a couple of years ago. Uh, or last year, actually, Dan DeBell, who was also on the show not too long ago, um, he was teaching a class to our interns, and it was about developing a relationship with Jesus. And one of the things he told them was, just pray this prayer before you open the Bible to read it. Pray the prayer, Holy Spirit, show me something today. Like, such a simple prayer. But, like, I adopted that to my personal time, 
And I'm a little embarrassed that it took me as long as it did to start <laughs> applying that prayer. I, Kenneth, you and I have talked about this over text before. Um, but like, I, I'm embarrassed that it took me till my 30s to, to do this. But it's like you said, though, like the light bulbs just started turning on and I'm starting to see things that I hadn't seen before. Um, and so, it, yes, it's, it's because you're a, you're a son. And, and when you just ask that, he, he, he's there. He wants to show us, but it takes us being like, you know, he's not going to just, we have a choice, you know? And so when we, when we, that was, that was what was it for me. I had to completely surrender my will, what I wanted in life, what I wanted out of life, anything I thought might be cool to be one day. I completely had to surrender all that to God. What do you say? What do you want? Who am I to you? And who are you in my life? And I want to know you better than I know my wife. Mm-hmm. And it, that's, that was my prayer. And man, it's, it wasn't a hard thing once you like, like, man, that's such a good place to start. It wasn't a hard thing once I just started there. And I, it's so important. Man. That's so good. So <clears throat> I I would describe the relationship that you have with with Jesus now as a as a pretty vibrant one. That it's it's a pretty pretty strong relationship that you've got going here and it honestly man it, it's really inspiring to me and challenging to me to to do better in my own walk with Jesus. And I would ask you the question though that looking back and 3 years ago as you're sitting in your bedroom opening the Bible and praying this prayer was it like there was like a light shining from heaven or angels singing or anything like that? Or was it pretty normal? No, I, I, I had zero feelings when we think of, when we, you know, the way we think of feelings, mm. you know, like a, or an experience. I had none of that, but I had a hunger that was deep. It's spiritual. It's not, it's not in the soul. It's in the spirit. And so it, it's even deeper so it doesn't even, it almost doesn't even, you can't even describe it as a feeling. It was just a, a hunger and a, it was my spirit crying out, Abba Father. And, and, and once I recognized that, then like, like I said, then Holy Spirit was able to show me things. And, but you're right. There was no, there was no, you know, light from heaven or anything like, or I didn't have an, an angel appear in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was, it was a choice. But when I made that choice, it was, you, you can't even describe it. You, you know what I'm talking about? Yep. It's like a, it's deep, it's deep on the inside of you. And it just, it's there and you know, it's there and you, it's purpose and it's destiny. And it's, this is why you were created. And it's, man, it's all that stuff, but it's not, you can't link it to a feeling or an, ex, or even one experience. I did have a couple of experiences through this. But that's not what the experience is not what started it or even, you know, what I it's not even what keeps it going. It's that it's that constant choice to to know him and to to desire after him. And that it's that hunger for his word and for who he is. And so, yeah, you're right. So, yeah, what you're saying, it wasn't it wasn't that you were at this amazing worship service at, at a church where. They've got the lights and the the big music and the the huge crescendos, if that's even a thing, and and like <laughs> people are weeping and coming down to the altar. Like it wasn't anything like that for you. It was just it was literally that prayer 
of just, you said yep. it different, but essentially like, Holy Spirit, show me something. Show me something that yep. you want me to see today. And, and then that continual choice to keep that going. I love it. And it's scriptural. I mean, it, in the Beatitudes, what is it, Matthew 5 or something like that, uh, where it says, blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. They, they will be filled. Yeah. And, yep. and so, and not to mention the very first word in that is blessed are those. Like if you choose yes. to be hunger and, and I, and just to kind of, to expose a little bit of myself, that's a prayer I pray is God, give me a hunger and a thirst for you. Um, and I don't yeah. say that to show how spiritual I am. It's because I need his help because to be honest with yeah. you, I'm kind of a troll and like left to myself, <laughs> I'm going to watch Netflix or I'm going to go do something like that, that, that is not that like, I, I I'm not going yep. to, to do that if I'm left to myself. And so like, but God will help me when I pray those prayers and like, I'm learning lately the power of prayer. And again, embarrassed that has taken me till my uh, <laughs> early 30s to figure hey, this out. I'm, I'm right there with you, buddy. <laughs> but but, um, but I, I think that I will say, I think, I think, and I'm not against like experiences or anything like that. I totally believe people have real experiences and, and amazing service or whatever. I, I get that. But you're going to go home and the worship band is not going to go with you. And you're going to be in your bedroom all by yourself and there's not going to be, you know, this amazing atmosphere. What are you going to do? And I, 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 I think it's, you can't live from it from feeling to feeling or experience to experience. You, it's a knowing and a choice every day. Yep. And, but the the great thing is, is when you make that choice and, and when you go there, he's there, he's right there. And he starts to show you things. It just gets amazing. Totally agree. Man, I, I love that so much. I, I was watching, in fact, uh, and we can probably link to this in the show notes, but uh, earlier this year, or maybe it was last year, my time frame is a little off, but uh, Joyce Meyer spoke at the Code Orange Revival at Elevation Church. And one of the first things she said when she comes out on stage, and I thought this was so brilliant and like just the, the maturity that is pouring out of her, she talks about how if revival ends here, you've done this completely wrong. Like, she was talking about exactly mm. what you're saying, Kenneth, that it's not about the big worship service where we all come together and there's unity when we're together and like it creates this cohesion or if you want to get real cor- corporate like this synergy because people are together. Um, and she was just saying like it has to live beyond this. It boils down to your relationship with God, not an experience. Yes. And I'm not dogging yes. the experience at all. And even Rick Warren says in his book, Purpose Driven Life, that sometimes we actually create more obstacles to knowing God because the experiences we put together drive emotion rather than knowing God. And again, right. not dogging any of that. I think great worship services are are awesome and and they need to be a thing. But are we pushing more towards a relationship with God? Sorry, I'm going down a totally different trail. We need to move on. No, that's great. Um, uh, but, you know, Kenneth, I love the journey that you've been on and talking about, I love how practical you're making this, that it's not like, it wasn't this big worship service, that it was just yep. this decision that you made because you knew there was something missing in your life, even though, like you said, you were working at a church for nine years and yep. like you didn't, and I love what you said in, prior to the call here. How would you describe your relationship with Jesus prior to these past three years? Um, I would, I would, if I had to describe it in a word, I would say it was an acquaintance. So everybody has acquaintances, somebody you've met maybe once, maybe twice, whatever. And you know, you know them, you might even know their name. 
you might even know a couple things about them, but you wouldn't call them a friend. Mm. Um, they're, they're, you're not to that level yet because you haven't spent time with them. You haven't got to know them. They're an acquaintance. That's what Jesus was for me. He was an acquaintance. Like I, and I knew that I was a Christian, but, but beyond that, I didn't know him. I didn't know him. And and he said, and knowing him is knowing the father because they are, they're identical. So he said, Jesus said, he prayed in John um, when he was praying for his disciples and for us, future disciples. He said, um, he said, I pray that they would know you because that's what eternal life is. Eternal life is knowing you. Mm. And I didn't have eternal life. I was going to heaven, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but eternal life is more than more than going to heaven. It's it's ha- it's experiencing him now on this earth and walking with him. And he was not my, he was my friend. I was not his friend. (laughs) If you can, if that's a good way to say it, he was always there. He knew me. He knew everything about me and he loved me, but I had not, you know, done my part in pursuing the relationship. Um, and so, but once I did, he was right there. He was, he was so patient. Mm. He waited a while for me to get there, but man, love is patient. And yeah, he's awesome. No doubt. You know, I, again, I kind of want to push in on that just a little bit, because I know when I've heard people in the past talk about, um, you know, having a, a, a thriving or vibrant relationship with Jesus that I kind of always assume that they're on like a different spiritual level than I am and that they, (laughs) they kind of float around on clouds and that they just spend like all day with God. Um, that they, they read their Bible all the time. They're, they're constantly in prayer. And by that, I mean, like literally on their knees all the time, praying and, and that kind of thing, you know what I'm talking about? And, um, so like during this, this time for you again, I just, I I know we've kind of already addressed this, but I want to jump in on it again, because I want to make sure this is really, really clear. Um, was it ever like that for you? Was it that you spent hours at a time praying or hours at a time reading your Bible or was it like that for you? Well, when I, when I, when I got into this and really started diving in, it was important enough for me to spend however much time I needed. Um, and if that meant I would have to sacrifice a couple things, um, I mean, I still had to work provide for my family. But if that meant I had to sacrifice, you know, a TV show or time with the fellows or whatever it would be, um, I was willing to do that because it was, this relationship was important enough for me personally to go after. And I couldn't, I couldn't put it. I'm not a, Give 15 minutes. I like wake up in the morning. I got 15 minutes to, to read my Bible and pray. And then I'm off, man, that I, I just wasn't that guy. And I, I know that works for some people. And if, if that works and you know, Jesus, then that's awesome. It just wasn't good for me. Um, I needed, I needed to make him priority for, for me. And that meant I can't put a cap on this. If I, of course I have to go to work, <laughs> but Aside from work and, you know, playing with my son and, and talking with my wife a little bit, this was priority. 
uh, as far as time goes. Mm. And so I, what I did is I, I, I started waking up in the morning earlier. I made, I forced myself to wake up earlier and, and I started, I was probably spending for a while there. I was probably spending an hour in the morning, just, just in the word, just praying, worshiping. I would, you know, it, I didn't have like a set routine. Like I worshiped for 10 minutes and then I, I just, I just talked to God, worship him for a little while, got in the word and, you know, where do you want me to read today? And just try to, you know, just really hear from him and, and have him lead me through his word. And I was probably spending about an hour in the morning. And then before, uh, before bed, I would, before I went to sleep, I would also spend some time. So I was spending quite a bit of time every day, not as much as some people that I've heard before, like crazy stuff, like, which is great, but I had to work too. And so, so I, I had, but I did it. I, I couldn't make it a 15 or 30 minute thing and that's it. And re- read my devotion and I'm good. It's like, no, I, I'm, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And I was willing, this is going to be going to sound crazy. I was willing to quit my job if I needed to, to, to spend, to get to know him. Hmm. Getting to know him was more important than my job. I knew that if, if I didn't, if that was going to happen, that he would provide for me, he would give me a, another job or whatever. But cause knowing him was probably number one. I didn't have to do that. Um, thankfully, hmm. but, uh, I don't know. It was for me, it was all in, I need to go all in on this. And so, that's what I did. And even throughout the day, because there's a, there's a verse that says, pray continually, pray without ceasing. And it's not like get on your knees and pray all day long. Cause you got to do stuff. Right. Right. Um, it was a, but it's a con it was for me, it was a constant talking to him throughout the day. If I'm doing something at work, I got a project and it's coming up, man. I, especially at church, you know, um, I need him. And so it's, it's, man, it's Jesus. Thank you for, for leading me. Holy spirit, show me what, what I need to do here. And thank you for doing that in Jesus name. I would go about it and then throw on a worship song. I actually stopped listening to, I, I don't want to sound like a, like, like I'm all goody, you know, every, everything. I'm not this hyper Christian. I stopped listening to secular music and you know what I mean? When I say secular music, I don't really like that term, but, but anything that's not worship. basically is what i'm talking about i stopped listening to that and i started only listening to worship because that was time in my car um that i could spend with him and that i could get to know him a little bit more and did i listen to occasional songs every now and then of course but but 90 percent of the music i started listening to was worship and i honestly that was huge for me that was huge for my relationship with him in the car because i spent a lot of time in the car and You know, just, just, it is like, what can I do? What, what in my life can I cut out or change to spend more time with him and get to know him? I was willing to do that. And so I don't know if that, that helps, but that's, that's being honest. That's, that's kind of where I, where I started and, and the first several months of this relationship. Yeah. You know, I remember you and I were, we'd, I don't know if we'd gone to lunch or something. We were sitting in my car outside of our offices and I was asking you some questions about exactly what we're talking about today. 
and um, just on a personal level and trying to understand the journey that you've gone on and the changes I was seeing in your life. Because Kenneth, it, what, when, we, when we started working together again on a full-time basis that two and a half, three years ago, um, you, you were, uh, I'm not even sure exactly how to put it, but I just over time, I noticed the difference in you. You could see it in your face. I could see it in your, your job performance. I could see it. Um, I can only assume that it, it, being a husband and a father, that, that your, your wife and kids noticed a difference in you as well. Our whole team noticed it, um, that there was a difference mm-hmm. in you. And so, I, I mean, I remember asking questions and I remember one of the things you said to me that I still have not forgotten and has really helped me a ton um, is there was a question you began to ask and that, that, uh, that really helped this journey along. Why don't you tell us about that? Um, so basically, I started reading, you know, obviously it was, I was in the Word and I had to get real with myself. I had to not because the, the, the scripture be you doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own selves. In part, I was deceiving myself thinking that I was doing the word or that I knew the word and I was, it was active in my life, but it really wasn't. I just heard it and, and could, could repeat it or just could quote a scripture. And, and I, I feel like this is a question that Holy Spirit gave me because it really helped me. Um, but he said, he said, are you, um, when you read the Bible, ask yourself, is, are you living this? If what is what you read in the word, a reality in your life, or is it just something you're reading? And basically, are you becoming the word? Jesus was the word made flesh and he was, he lived the word. And that's what we're called to. We're called to live the word because it's here. And so was I doing that? Was I just saying I was doing that? And so that was big for me. I started asking that question every day. Okay, I read this passage. Am I living this passage? How can I live this? How can I make this become who I am and see it in my life? And not just know it, but experience it in my life. Experience it lived out. That was huge for me. And once I started doing that and actually being saying, God, I want to live this. I want to just read it. I want to live it. If Jesus said it, I want it to be my reality and my truth in my life. And, and man, it was, there's some tough things in the Bible. <laughs> when you start reading it, it's like, man, it, it's right there in your face. There's a lot of confronting truths in the Bible. Um, but it's so amazing. Once I started doing that and started like actually wanting to be that and live it, the desire grew in me. And it's just his desire. It wasn't mine, but it was, it was his desire in me grew to actually live it. And then it actually became easier to walk it out and to live it rather than trying to bite your lip and live it. You know what I mean? Um, it actually became easier to do that because he was in me creating the desire and also giving me the grace to actually go through with it and follow through with it. And I've, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm, I'm living the word completely. There's still, I'm still, I still ask this question every day when I read, am I, am I living this? Is this, or am I just, do I just know it? Am I just reading it? Or is it in my life? Can you see it in my life? Um, and it's an ongoing process. It's, you know, I don't know if I'll ever get there fully, but 
but I have to start with that question and be real. Man, I love that. I love that it goes back to an illustration we actually taught in Kids on the Move with the seesaw. That when you, and it's scriptural, I mean, if you elevate the things of the spirit, the spirit gets elevated in your life. If you elevate the things of the flesh, your flesh gets elevated. Um, And so I I just think it's so fascinating. And it's the more you do it, the more of a desire you have for it. Um, And I love too what you said there, that this is something, it's an ongoing process for you. This wasn't a one-time thing that you asked three years ago. This is a question you're still asking three years later, right? Yeah, definitely. You have to, you, you have to be, uh, I heard, uh, this is, was, was a great quote. I heard some guys went, one guy that I've listened to a lot. He said, he said, a lot of people don't let the Bible get in the way of their beliefs. And I thought, wow, that's so true. It's like, we already, we already believe something. And when, the, when we, when we read something in the word that may challenge that, it's almost like we, we discount, we discount the word, the, the, the truth. Because of what we say we believe or something that we've maybe heard somebody else say and we've, we've, it's like, wait a second, I need to, if, if I believe something and the Bible says something or Jesus lived or said something different, I got to throw away what I previously believed and accept what truth is. And if I don't, then I'm, that's kind of arrogant, you know, that's, that's how I saw it. And, and so you're right. I'm still asking that every day. Am I? Is this my belief? First of all, do I believe this? And then how do I live this? Am I living this in my life? And man, it's so, it's so, I, I'd like to say this was my will power, you know, and I, man, I got this done and I'm, I changed because it, it's not, it was him changing me as I yielded to him and it's all him. I can't receive any of the glory. It's all him working in me and changing me because I mean, even you said you could notice a difference. I didn't set out to say, okay, I'm going to be different today. I just was with him and he was changing me. And uh, it was a byproduct of that. And so I love that because then I don't have to, you know, it doesn't have to be works and and I'm trying to trying too hard. Mm. I just believe him, trust him, accept his truth and thank him for making it my reality and, and living it in me. And he just changes me. And you can't, I don't even know how it happens. You can't even describe it, but it's awesome. So Kenneth, take us on, here you are three years later into this journey. And I'm sure for you, there's no turning back. Um, what, oh, no. <laughs> what does, uh, what does your daily time look like now? I know you described it a while back that you'd wake up early, spend about an hour with, with, uh, in the Bible, praying and worshiping. Um, and then, and, and, and I guess actually, even before you answer that question, along this journey, um, in the day to day, did did you notice? You kind of already alluded to this, but did you notice like big differences in yourself? Like, was it you noticed a big change from day to day, or was it just like, man, I'm just I'm just pursuing Jesus? It was really just that. Like, I was just I was excited to get to know him, and he was start he was revealing himself to me, uh, and. And it was so exciting to get to know him. Like I, I was getting to know him, the the God of the universe. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like how, how amazing is that? Yeah. And, and I just started to get to know him. I was just getting excited about it. And it, it kind of just fed on itself. It was just the spirit, you know, in me. And, but I, I will say if I, if I 
wanted to, like, and I did, you know, I would spend maybe a week without really spending much time with him. And maybe I would, you know, kind of go back to what I used to do. And, and guess what? I kind of went back to what I used to be uh, as far as, as far as relationship. And, and even though I knew him better, I, I wasn't experiencing it as much. So I would, it's a, it was a constant every day and no, there wasn't like a, wow, today was the, was a, was a game changer. You know, I, I, I guess people have those. I didn't. Um, it was a, today was a step in knowing him today was, I, I got a little bit closer to him and just a little bit closer and he revealed something else to me in the word and, and wow, that's cool. I never saw that before. And okay, cool. So how do I live that? And started making choices to try to incorporate that into my life. And, and it was just a step. It was like, you know, it's kind of like a relationship. You, 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 you don't know a person super well overnight. You know them a little bit better because you spend time with them and you, you talk to them, you get, you get to know them a little bit better the next day, the next day, the next day. And it's a growing relationship. And that's what it was for me. That's what I saw. Um, and, so tomorrow I'll know him a little bit more than today. Um, and so I'll probably be a little bit, a little bit more excited tomorrow. And you know what I'm saying? It's, it's kind yeah. of a, a, it's a step. It's a, it's a journey. And to, to answer your question about, about kind of what I do now, um, I think there's, I don't, I, I do believe that a lot of whatever works for you with, with getting close to God and get the main thing is just knowing him, whatever helps you to do that. Fantastic. Um, for me, I I pretty much just do what I've what I've always done. I just get up in the morning and spend time with him and get in the word and and I listen to a lot of people that or not a lot of people, but I listen to two or three guys that I that are what I see in the word, they're living it. And what I want to, what I want to become basically, which is just Jesus, they're living it. And so so I really listen to them a lot and probably every day I'll throw on a, a podcast or a message on YouTube or whatever that, that, and sometimes I'll even ask Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to listen to today? And, and, you know, I'm not saying he direct, he makes my finger move or anything like that, but, <laughs> but, but I, but I believe that he's, he's going to lead me. And so I, I'll, I'll pull up a message and sure enough, it's like, man, I'm, that's exactly what I needed to hear today. And, and so it's a lot of, it's that in the morning and then kind of throughout the day. Cause I get, uh, I'm fortunate enough that I get to listen to stuff throughout the day at work as I'm working on stuff. And so I'll, I'll throw on a, a sermon, a podcast or something and, uh, just really pump, just keep pumping myself with, with the word and, and with truth. And, and then, man, it's, it's a constant thing. I, I, it's hard to say this is my routine because I don't really have one. It's just, I want to spend time with him today and, and get to know him a little bit better. Wow. I love that. <clears throat> would you say, would you say that, uh, this journey has really helped you discover, uh, the purpose God has for your life? Oh yeah, totally. I, I had no idea before I got to know Jesus. I had no idea. I kind of had my own plans, you know, everybody does. Um, you kind of come up with your own plans and you think this might be, I guess, I think this is kind of where what I'm supposed to do. I don't know. But, but man, once, once I started to get to know him, he started birthing desires in me and passions in me that were already there. I just had never tapped into them because they were in him. And so, um, 
But the amazing thing is they're all, they're all, every passion I have now is, well, if it leads me to Jesus, it leads me to, to look, to look more like him, to do what he did. Um, and to do what the, like he said, I'm here to do my father's will. And he was very strong on that. Like I ha- I'm, I'm here, I'm here for a purpose. It's to do what my father wants. And every, and I can say the same thing. Every desire I have in me is right now is to do the father's will mm. in this earth. And, and it, again, it didn't, it's not my desire. It's his desire in me. And, but it's linked up to, to my desire. Like my, my desires have changed now. I used to want to kind of do something else. And I don't know, maybe I'll write, write some music and, you know, or, or maybe I'll, I don't even know. I, I didn't really have like a dream, like a, to be a business owner or anything like that. Um, but whatever desires I did have have started to shift to, to connect with his desires in me. And, um, it's so amazing. It's like, now all I want to do is those things. And I'm, I have some pretty big dreams. He's put some big dreams on inside of my heart that can't happen without him. Like if I tried to do it without him, I, I would be a fool and it would flop. It's, it's impossible without him. And I think that's, I think that's healthy. Um, it's also a little bit scary. Um, (laughs) But, uh, but it's very good. I'd rather have that than, than try to pursue my own thing. And then I get to the end of my life and I'm like, what, what was that for? So, man, I love that. I love that a lot. And so Kenneth, if you could, uh, for all the young leaders out there listening and really anybody that's listening right now, um, what, what would you challenge us with? What, what's, what's a step or two you would challenge us to take starting today? Man. I would say if like, if I could go back and talk to myself, you know, um, I would say get real, um, would probably be the first thing I would tell myself, like, like not in a condemning way, but in a, in a real, in reality, like what, where, where, where's your heart really at? Where's your heart? Do you, do you, is your heart to know him? Is your heart to really follow him and seek him in everything you do? Is your or is your heart for this thing or this position or this title or I want to climb the ladder? You know, stuff like that. Like I'm, I'm not saying you. That's always bad, but a lot of times it is, and and I can see it. And I would tell myself that it's not about that. Don't worry about that. You focus on knowing Jesus. He is life. He is everything you need. You need nothing apart from him. You don't even need a, a friend in this. This may sound crazy, but I would tell myself, you don't even need a friend in this world apart from him. You, he, he is the only thing you need. He is your best friend. You pursue him. When you do, everything else will fall into place. You'll have friends. You'll have purpose. You'll have destiny. Whatever it is, you'll, you'll have it. But pursue him first. Be real with yourself. Are you really pursuing him? If if you are, great. That's the. But you need to stay there. Just stay there. Pursue him every day. Um, if not, it's okay. To just get real and take and uh, maybe tonight, just get alone with him and say, okay, I want to know you. I don't. It's not about what I'm doing and you know where I'm at in life. I want to know you. 
show me yourself as I read the word is and show me who you are. And, and I want you to live through me and inside of me. And, and I want my life, like Paul said, it's no longer I that live. It's Christ that lives in me. That's a, an amazing statement. And I, and I had to get real with myself and say, there's a lot of me living still. <laughs> there's a lot of me in there. There's a little Christ and a lot of me. And I had to get real with myself and say, I don't want any of myself truly. I want all him. And when I, when I do find myself, I'll die to that part of my, I'll die to that part. You know, we're constantly crucifying our flesh and, and, and ourselves. So, so I'll die to that. So he can live through me even more. And if that means, whatever that means, I'm okay. If that means I have to move, so be it. If that means I stay where I'm at for the rest of my life, so be it. But, but I want to know what he wants for me and, and I want to know him. I don't, it sounds really basic. It's, but the Christ, but it is simple. It is very simple. That's one thing I've come to find. It's simple. It's John 15. I will say John 15 changed my life. Abide in me. Abide in me. You stay in me. You don't leave me. Stay in me. And everything everything will come out of that. And it's so true it does. So uh, I hope that helps somebody out there. But um, that's what I would have told myself. Man. Dude, I appreciate it so much. You're really challenging me right now, um, and uh, <laughs> I love it, folks. I hope you're you're getting something out of this, taking notes, um, jotting something down, and and most importantly, applying it because it's it's just yeah. like Kenneth said earlier. Don't just hear it, go do it. Um, we've mm-hmm. we've got to be doers of of what the Bible says, myself included. Um, Kenneth, I, I can't say thanks enough for your time today. Um, if anybody has any questions for you or wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way to go about doing that? Um, you can email me. Do people still use email? <laughs> yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> um, I, I've, I've kind of, I'm not on really on social media anymore, which was good for me. Um, so my email is, uh, Kenneth K E N N E T H J Weston W E S T O N. Uh, and then one, two, one, two at gmail.com. So Kenneth J Weston, one two one two at gmail.com. That is the best email address that's ever been given out on this show. I, I love well, it. Well, I, I I had to. Everything else was taken. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it, folks. Uh, we'll have that linked up over in the show notes. Again, that's it. Uh, you can go to leadershippodcast.com. I will have his email address and as well as the notes from the show. Again, thanks so much, Kenneth, for stopping by and sharing your journey with us. Uh, Folks, I hope it's been challenging to you and uh, we'll talk again real soon. Folks, thank you so much for listening today. It was an absolute honor to have you here. Uh, Hopefully you are subscribed so that you will get this, the next episode that launches. We've got some amazing guests that have have come on and had conversations with us to share with you. Uh, So make sure you hit that subscribe button if you're not already wherever you are listening to this podcast. Uh, And folks, keep it real out there because uh, our whole objective here is to help you get get better uh, by talking to people who are good at what they do. And so uh, make sure that you're applying, jotting down some notes and applying a thing or two from each episode that you listen to so that hopefully you can get better in your leadership journey. From Jared Hogue and Roman Johnson and the rest of the Creative Sheep crew, thank you so much for listening and we will see you all next time.